who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of The Real Hauntings Podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. And on this episode, we have somebody from TikTok. Dean has joined us. He is a self-proclaimed, would you say clairvoyant, Dean? Is that fair? Yes. And so we're excited to have him on and hear about his story. Dean, you've listened to a couple episodes, so you probably know this. Before we get started, we'd like to find out where our guest ranks on the paranormal scale of belief. Zero being, I don't believe at all, and 10 being ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? Definitely a 10, without, without a question. And Dean, what, what exactly is a clairvoyant? Is it kind of similar to being a medium? Yeah, exactly. So labels are like kind of funny for me, but like when TikTok really blew up for me, I, I got 100,000 followers literally overnight by sharing my best friend's haunted mansion. And that was not my intent. So then all these people are messaging me like, what are you? And I was like, well... I've been told by a psychic, I'm a psychic, like I've always believed in psychics and there's been too many weird things around me that almost I just like have to relate like, yeah, I, that's who I am. I'm a, I'm a clairvoyant, but clairvoyance, um, I, I think there's kind of two types as well. You have clairaudience and then you have um, your clairvoyant who is more visual. So I, I like to call myself more of a clairaudient because I hear spirit more than I see them. But I have seen a couple apparitions, but I definitely am more on the audio side. Interesting. Super cool. Can you go ahead and uh, just tell us a little bit about, you know, this TikTok video you made? Like what, what happened? What do you think really caught people's attention to that? Yeah. So in the video itself, um, I, I actually have a, a clip where there's video proof that I, or evidence that I want to say. Um, it's in her bedroom and I zoom into the hallway and as I zoom into this really dark hallway at nighttime, you can see like a white mist go across the frame 
and it's in the hallway and I've slowed it down on multiple different apps and there's just no explanation in, in, you know, my belief. And I'm, I'm somebody that will agree with science, you know, Oh, it was a car horn or, you know, Oh, we were cooking earlier and there was smoke. But when there's like, I cannot think of a reason that was a situation. So I had to throw that in there. So I think that that, that there was, multiple clips of evidence there's even a curtain moving um in the video that only one person by the way noticed there was over seven thousand comments and i was waiting just like did somebody notice the curtain and when they commented like hey i saw the curtain i gave them like crown emojis because i was like nobody noticed but you so a lot of people were focused on the visual um, of the white mist, but there actually was a curtain moving in the clip as well. So I think the evidence um, intrigued people. Um, the fact that it's this huge old mansion, a lot of people swore it was the American Horror Story house. And I'm like, no, you guys, this is the Midwest. Like, this is just an old mansion. Um, so it just, they thought it was from, you know, the show or even in a movie. Lots of uh, other movies were thrown out there. I couldn't keep up with all of them, but I had to like fight with people like this is not a famous house. This is just a beautiful house. Mm -hmm. um, so I think people are just kind of like, tell me everything about it. And the other thing, too, was so she doesn't own the house. She um, I got her the house essentially through somebody I knew through the company we worked at at the time. I got my best friend the job. And then this woman in our apartment said, you know, we need a young woman that works for this company, our organization to go live in this mansion rent free. All you have to do is maintain the gardens and sweep vacuum and polish all the woodwork in the house. Mm -hmm. So she's like, oh my gosh, like this is an iconic house in town. Why would I not? And the thing I've noticed, she's been there almost five years now. She's gone through like three or four other roommates. The association puts her and one other girl in the house. Nobody has lasted as long as Destiny, my best friend. So it's, and I know why. I mean, all the experiences we've had, but the, these, all these other girls literally will last like a year and then they're out. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So question for everyone here. If you could live in a mansion rent free, but know that it's haunted, would you do it? Oh man. Like how I haunted? Would. Like Bly Manor haunted? Bly no. Manor haunted. No. Bly Manor, whatever. Haunting of Hill House, that's a different thing, but Bly Manor, I'll take it. Come on. I would do like Casper haunted. That's about as far as I'm going on the haunted <laughs> yeah, scale. Baby ghost, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it might be fun for us to actually play the video that went viral because the audio is pretty fun too just to kind of give our guests an idea of uh, what's going on in this mansion and kind of what piqued our interest to bring Dean on awesome this is my best friend of over 15 years, Destiny. I'd say her biggest accomplishment in life was getting this seven bedroom mansion. It comes with original stained glass, original staircase, all original woodwork. All she has to do is maintain it. It even comes with a music room. This bed frame was the original bed frame that the cook slept on. Oh yeah, there's a cemetery in the backyard. It was probably the second or third night that we started seeing weird things like this, like a mist in the hallway. 
So we got the sage out. My best friend being a practicing witch for over 10 years, also a spiritual healer, and myself being a clairvoyant, we went from top to bottom of the house, attic to basement, corner to corner, smudging to get rid of any negative energy. If you find my best friend's house interesting and want to see more, like and follow. So Dean, is, has anybody ever like passed away in this home? Or were you all able to find out what may, what may be causing some of these hauntings? So to the history and everything that Destiny knows um, and working for the association, um, I don't believe there's been an actual death in the house, um, but I think there was next door. So the property next door to the house that she has is like two times bigger than the house that she's in. It's the, the big mega mansion. So technically hers is small compared to the other one. Um, the house that she's in was a wedding gift to the, the daughter of the original owners, I believe of the house next door. And they just said like, Hey, um, you know, you got married. We're going to build you this house next door to mom and dad. I thought that was kind of weird. Like why would newlyweds want to live next to their parents? But when you're getting gifted a seven bedroom mansion, I guess I would too. I think I'd take the mansion if I knew it was haunted. If I knew my parents lived next door, I might reconsider. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think anybody's actually passed in the house. And she's still currently in there. Do the hauntings occur pretty regularly or did the saging and blessing of the home kind of cure uh, whatever issues were going on? The cleansing did help. It helped for a little bit. Um, but then we noticed that the spirits that she was experiencing a lot, even when I wasn't there, I mean, I've had my little share, but she goes through a lot by herself. And she said, you know, I really think this is the original owners. So I don't want to cast them away or, you know, disrespect them. This is their home. I can live with this. I can deal with this. But prior to moving into this house, Destiny was not a believer. And she would, you know, essentially kind of think I was a little cuckoo because she never experienced it. And I actually lived um, two blocks away from her. And, uh, and I lived in an old historic house myself that was owned by the very first judge. And I would see a cloak man. I called him the shadow man, but he wore a cloak. And I had seen him multiple times. And Destiny would come to my house. This was before she even lived in the mansion, probably about five years before. So she was familiar with the neighborhood, but she didn't know she was going to get this opportunity five years later. Um, there's also an abandoned hospital right across the street from the house that I lived in. So one block away from Destiny's house now. So, and then you've got the graveyard. I think there's just so much energy in so many deceased people in the area that there has to be something, I feel. Like there's just way too, way too much history. Yeah. So I'm assuming, I mean, like if your friend was convinced based on living in this house that ghosts are real there was probably a lot more that happened to her than just like you know seeing the mist and like seeing a curtain move Could you kind of walk us through some of those experiences yeah so a couple nights ago actually this was I don't know we'll say two weeks ago not even a month ago she had complained to me that her fire alarms kept going off between two and four o'clock in the morning and at this point she's staying home alone quite often her roommate is going back and forth between her parents house 
I think her roommate's kind of scared, to be honest. So she just doesn't like to be home anymore. But Destiny had called me and, you know, she said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really spooked out. This keeps happening the last couple nights. And I'm on FaceTime with her like you and I. And, you know, I'm just like, wow, that, that really sucks. I'm going through stuff too. It's spooky season. That's probably why. As we're talking, the fire alarm starts going off. Right. And it's not even like, you know, between two and four in the morning. And she's like, Dean, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Now, this is where it gets spooky because it says, attention, carbon monoxide detected in baby's room or something like that. But Destiny was like, I don't know what the baby's room is. Like, you know, I, I, I know the house. Like, I've never heard of the baby's room. Well, she ended up looking at the floor plans the next day at the association. She told her boss what had happened. She knew it was a false alarm. Um, you know, just it's kind of unfortunate. You know, she had to get new fire alarms because of this. Her boss was like, this is a safety hazard for you. Um, but it became that big of a problem. Long story short, it was this room called the Blue Room, and I have told her from day one, I said, I hate the Blue Room. I don't know what it is about this room, and she always makes me sleep in there. That's yeah. her guest room, and it's, it's beautiful because it's got windows on all four corners of the room, and it outlooks the garden, and this garden is massive. The whole property is just beautiful, but it's a prime, wind, uh, prime uh, room in the house, and uh, it even has a master suite, bathroom, everything, huge tub. And I just, I won't sleep in there. And she found out that was the room that was the baby's room. I said, I knew it. I knew something about that room. So that's so scary. Um, also, that sounds exactly like the Bly Manor house. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. So that show, I loved it, by the way. And I texted Destiny and I was like, you have to watch the show Bly Manor. It is screaming your name. Yeah. Um, and totally totally got that vibe i feel like that would scare her so much to go to sleep at night after watching that in that house yeah well i feel bad when the fire alarms go off at three o'clock in the morning and she has to go in the basement by herself and turn each one off in each room it's not like a panel you know like a nice security system it's old school so like she has to like get the broom and go and hit each one she needs oh, to start man. like going live on tiktok for all that kind of stuff so I told her that too. I'm like, girl, you have a fan base now. Like all my comments want you. And she hates the internet. She, <laughs> she has an Instagram, but she's like an old school hippie, like an old soul at heart. She does not want the fame at all. So she's JJ is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So I think one, one of you recently made me or tagged me in like one of our Instagram posts and now like random fans of our podcast have started following my Instagram. And I just feel really bad i i just want to apologize to our fans who are following my instagram because it is nothing but like occasional <laughs> pictures of food or any random shit that i think is funny you it, do, is, he it is not an instagram to follow he did start a food blog so <laughs> yeah maybe. but they're not following the food blog they're like following my personal instagram <laughs> That's um, funny. so when you facetime with her or just anytime when you're like zooming or stuff like that can you feel anything like with your gift like through like virtually does that make sense yeah so i've actually heard things as well i i've i've felt many things there um told her that or through facetime i'm sorry the other night um when we were talking and the fire alarms went off there was another instance where i told her i said you know hey i feel like there's 
there's something going on. It's just really ironic that we were just talking about the fire alarms. And then um, as I told her that, I felt like I saw something and I had both my headphones in. It was turned up all the way and I heard it say, control. And I was like, destiny um i just heard heard something and i teared up like i was like almost crying but like just a natural instinct because i knew what i heard i she she was not happy to hear that and you said you were more um clairaudient than clairvoyant so is that kind of a common thing for you that you'll you'll hear things in kind of that whispery voice yeah so it's it almost just sounds like a radio frequency I've had times where it sounds like a whole different language. I have no idea what they're saying. It's just like, like whispers Mm -hmm. and it's a different language. I don't understand it at all. And then there's other times where like I'm talking to destiny and it, you know, just flat out said control or in the house I'm in right now, I'm actually moving um, next week, but the house I'm in now, it's an apartment and it's a duplex, but I, it, it was built in like the late 60s. I, I researched it and pretty haunted here as well. And not too long ago, I heard my name and it was just like that, but it was like, Dean. and I kind of turned, you know, my head and I was in the dining room. I was rolling a cigarette and I just like ignored it. And as I walked to the back door to go outside, I got to the back door and then the laundry room is right here. And I'm like about to pass the laundry door and then it goes like, like aggressively. And it was like long like that too. So I just ran outside and for dealing with this, like this stuff I've dealt with since kindergarten, like literally some of my first memories was ghost stuff. And now I'm 27 years old and there's still times that I question like my gift. And there's times that I'm still like, like terrified, like a child, like I can't comprehend what I just heard or saw. Well, Dean, you you brought up being young and having these experiences. What was it when you were young that immediately clued you in? Like something is different about me than other people. And then what were some of like the early ghost experiences that confirmed it for you that you are seeing ghosts? Have you, have you had anything happen where you felt like, yes, this is confirmed. This is a supernatural experience. Yeah. So, well, that kind of ties into like one of my first memories, like as a person, um, we had just moved to a farmhouse. I moved a lot as a child. So I, I grew up in a city, moved to the farm. Then we moved back to the city to be with family. And then we moved to a farm later again in life. I don't know if that's like what Midwesterners do, but I've had a taste of both lives. And for whatever reason, farms seem to be like the most haunted places for me. Like I've had my worst experiences on both farms I've lived at, but the one in kindergarten in particular, my twin brother and I were super identical. We can finish each other's sentences, thoughts. We're also super, um, uh, we have twin telepathy. Um, I don't know if you guys know much about that, but that's another topic. Anytime ghost stuff would happen is what I'm saying. My brother would be awake. He would hear it as well. And I was about kindergarten and we heard this crash down in the base or in the uh, kitchen and we tiptoed out of our bedroom and we cr- crawled down the stairs. Like I remember like going down like backwards, like that's how young I was. 
And we just like peeked around the corner because we thought like, oh, we're going to get in trouble by mom and dad. Like maybe they're up. I don't know. All the kitchen cabinet doors were open and there was like broken glass on the floor. There were like just dishes everywhere. Like it looked like like somebody had like gotten a fight, but like that, that's, that wasn't like what my childhood was. So like, it just wasn't normal. And it was the fact that like my mom, like wasn't even there to clean it up. Like she was so OCD with her cleaning. Like you could eat off of our floor. Like our house was immaculate. So that bothered me as a child as well. Cause I knew I was like, why is mom's house messed up? Like we don't have a messy house. Like, so kindergarten, I started questioning for sure. And then it wasn't until um, fourth grade, this was like probably my, I was probably in fourth grade, 10 years old, somewhere in there, my big awakening. I had to stay after school for a after school math program. I needed help. My teacher was kind enough to stay. And my mom comes rushing in one day, like 20 minutes early. And my teacher's like, is everything okay? And she's like, no, we got, I gotta go. I need to take Dean home there's somebody in my house. Somebody keeps calling my phone from my house. And as she's standing there, my mom's cell phone goes off and it says home. And my teacher was like, but aren't your kids at school? Like, or like, where are your other kids? My mom was like, I haven't picked them up yet. Like she had another, my oldest sibling was in a middle school in a whole nother town. So my mom was like freaking out. And the teacher was like, do you want me to come with? Like, I'm, I can drive, like I can leave, like I can watch Dean, like, what do you need? My mom's like, no, like, I'm a strong, independent woman. I got this. Like, but I'll tell you what, if somebody's in my house, I'm going to hurt somebody because my mom doesn't play like that. And we got to the house and this was about this time of year, like fallish time. And all the lights were on in the house and our front door was open. And to this day, we don't know who it was, but when it called and my mom answered, it just like, like, it just like you know, was breathing. So we truly don't know, like, was somebody after my mom or like, did somebody just like want to mess with her? But we lived in the middle of nowhere. I can't like explain enough. Like our road was at least three miles long itself. So like, we didn't even have friends or family that could come out and prank us. Like everybody lived like a half an hour away at least. Yeah. Wow. And what a terrible prank that would be. <laughs> yeah. And then so, come clean about it. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I knew I was like, okay, my mom is terrified and my mom would never show that to, to us kids. But I, I could see and even this like teacher, this other grown woman, you know, that puts on this strong image for her uh, children in her classroom every day. Like she looked terrified. So it just kind of threw me off. Does your twin also experience similar things like does he believe yeah it's really interesting too because there will be times to this day that i'll like facetime him at like 2 30 in the morning and he's like wide awake and i'm like michael i'm hearing stuff in my room right now and he's like i know me too i'm wide awake as well like well, you know and we'll like almost be having a similar experience and he lives in knoxville tennessee now like he just moved so and i'm in illinois still so like we're hundreds of miles apart and we still seem to have these like weird experiences almost at the same time. Um, but like when we lived together and growing up as kids, like I said, it was, there was never a time that, you know, we experienced something alone. We were always together when it happened. 
So you mentioned um, twin telepathy, which is something I find super interesting because it is one of those shared experiences that you hear about pretty frequently, kind of like deja vu, things that we can't really explain that most people experience. However, most of us don't experience twin telepathy because most of us don't have twins. Can you give us an example of some of the most like um, outrageous examples of that that you've experienced? Okay, there's really only one story that I can even think of, but I was about 30 minutes away from him. Again, I was visiting family in the city and he was staying at home on the farm. And we were about 10 years old. He was outside on the trampoline by himself enjoying the summer. And he apparently jumped so high on the trampoline that he flew off and he hit his head like that was laying on a brick underneath the trampoline. I don't know why there was a brick there, but um, he fell off, hit his head, got unconscious. And me being 30 minutes away, I didn't know what anxiety was. I didn't know panic attacks. I was like 10, 13. I was young. And I remember telling my aunt, I was like, I need to talk to Michael. I was like, something's wrong with Michael. I just, can I talk to Michael? She's like, you hate your brother. Why do you want to call him? You guys always fight. And I'm like, I know, but I just, I need to talk to him. Um, finally got a hold of my mom. She went outside, found him, you know, laying there unconscious. Um, but I cannot express and explain the, the feeling of hopelessness and alone. And I've never felt like a part of me was torn away before like that. Like, I literally felt like a part of me died and that's what I was afraid. Like I was, I thought my mom was going to tell me like, Oh, Michael got in an accident or something. But I mean, and es essentially he did, but he was okay. But like, okay. yeah, it literally just felt like a part of me died. I don't know how to explain it other than feeling super alone and hopeless. Like when, until I could hear him and feel what was going on and, or be told what was going on, I felt hopeless. It's terrifying. That's how JJ feels about his brother. And I don't think you have to be like an identical twin either. Like, I think if you just have that true, true connection with somebody, like yeah. anybody can have twin telepathy. It's really weird too, though. I will say like when we're together, so I, sometimes it's hard for me to adjust like, and remember I'm a twin because we do spend a lot of time away from each other. Mm -hmm. And then when we're together, I like almost get mad if we, if he like interrupts or like finishes a sentence. Cause I'm like, I was telling that story, like, but he knew exactly what I was going to say mm -hmm. or just little things like that. Like, I get annoyed or I'm like, do I look like that today? You know, like I have a mirror following me around yeah. at all times. Like, <laughs> do you feel like your, your sensitivity to paranormal things is uh, heightened when you're with your twin? A hundred percent. Yes. When we're together, I don't know if it's just, you know, both of us being Claire, Claire audience. I don't know. I can't fully speak for him. He is his own person, but I know he is clairaudient. I know he sees things as well, um, but we definitely, and it's almost like they're more vocal and out loud with it. Like there's been times where I'm just like sitting there with my brother, completely silent. We're both just scrolling Facebook on our phone or something, just not talking. And we've heard <sighs> like that. And we just look at each other like, was that you? Like and another <laughs> instance where we just kind of like, that wasn't, normal what well, was that it's daylight why are they trying yeah. to talk to us so speaking of like hearing things and whispers there's been just a couple times where someone has responded that they've heard a whisper or 
One time JJ and I even reacted thinking we heard some sort of a whisper. Have you heard any whispers <laughs> this whole time that you've been talking to us? <laughs> you know, I think I did in the beginning and I didn't, I wasn't fully sure. So I wasn't going to say anything. So I'm definitely going to listen back like really closely because I actually noticed on one of the older podcasts, I don't remember which one I heard a whisper or something in one of your guys' episodes. And then you referenced back to it and like, I heard it. I don't know which one it was, but I did hear it. So I, I feel like I did hear something tonight, I will say. So I'll definitely listen back to. So crazy. Um, hey. <laughs> Dean, with hearing these voices or noises, have they ever tried to get you to tell somebody something or is it always kind of just like random as far as what you hear? It's always random. It's so, like never usually makes sense. A lot of times too, um, I'll see like numbers. So like, it'll just be like a number will flash across my eyes and it's like, or like I blink and then I see the number. And if I'm talking to somebody and trying to channel something, for example, you know, I'd say who relates to the number 22 in this room right now? Like, is that your birthday? Um, why am I seeing this number 22? Mm -hmm. um, that's if I'm like really trying to channel and like try and help them talk to whoever. Um, I try not to do that simply because I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to have my services paid for. I don't want to advertise it in that way. I really like to work more as a paranormal investigator, I guess you would say. I like to go into the house. I like to see if I can hear and see things right then and there without providing a service for somebody. It's more of like, I'm just getting the proof for myself and forever else who wants it. But I, I try not to like, you know, work for people in that way. What would you say is like your biggest discovery investigating or like the most, you know, the, the coolest thing you've seen or something that's been verified for you that like, hey, this is a real thing and I'm part of it? More recently, actually, and it was in this house, it's literally like five feet from where I'm sitting, my bedroom door. Um, I can't put it, probably like July again this summer. It was definitely quarantine. Um, I was in the dining room again and our house has pretty bad windows, like, or not many windows, I should say. So the lighting is just horrible, really dark. You always have to have a light on. And I was, um, I felt something behind me. So I looked down the hallway and it's dark, but I see this little girl and she's got red overalls on and my roommate, she has a daughter, she's five. And my neighbor upstairs, she has a daughter that's four. So they always play together and I was like, oh, it's just the kid upstairs. Like she had the same curly hair, literally like the red overalls that this girl had on the day before. So I, I turn around, you know, I'm like, whatever. She's just being weird, staring at me. So I feel it even more and I turn around and I'm making eye contact with her, but it was so dark that I couldn't see her face. It was just like a shadow, but I could, like I said, see the hair and red overalls. She then walks into my or my roommate's daughter's bedroom. So I'm like, okay, she's going to go play with, you know, my, my roommate's daughter's kid. So I go outside for a cigarette and both the girls are outside with my roommate and the neighbor upstairs. And I said, is there another kid down here right now? And they said, no, like, why would there be? It's just the two girls. So 
this spirit manifested itself into my neighbor's daughter and it also put on the outfit that she was wearing the day before which was these very distinctive red overalls. So that like really bothered me more recently, like I said, during quarantine, because I've seen, you know, apparitions before. I've seen little girl ghosts before, adult men, shadow men. I've seen things, but the fact that it manipulated my neighbor's daughter and pretended to be that, that really messed with me. And I was like, there might be something really dark in this house because you don't like pretend to be somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that reminds me of another interview we had um, with the the Ghosty Girls uh, podcast, actually, where they talked about how just as like a basic rule of thumb, if you see a, a spirit that's a child, that it's almost always, I mean, in their opinion, I'm still, you know, skeptical about the whole thing. But in their opinion, it's almost always not really a child. It's something kind of evil just trying to like bait you so the fact that it was not only a child but a child that you knew that I mean that's really creepy to me right and I agree to that to an extent because I do think you know sometimes um, I mean obviously children die tragically too so why would they not you know be a ghost if an adult can Uh, I'm not discrediting anybody but um, I think they're onto something for sure though because typically like usually children ghosts are bad like that it i don't know it's just it is weird how spirits like um it almost seems like they're attracted to children too i've mentioned that in one of my tiktok videos that i feel like so many children are born with the gift of being able to see and hear things and that's why they say i have this imaginary friend but society tells us that that makes you crazy and you you can't do that. You can't believe in these things. And we tell our children, oh, it's your imaginary friend. It's not real. But what if we did tell them that it was real and that it is okay? And, you know, what if they developed into their gift at a young age? And I mean, so many things could happen in a good way I feel if like we didn't after, suppress as children. I feel like after quarantine, we're all going to have imaginary friends because <laughs> getting kind <laughs> I of I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Dean, uh, we do appreciate you coming on the podcast. Where can our fans find you? What's your TikTok or other social media where they can reach out and get connected to you? Uh, my TikTok is just my first and last name, Dean Wickstrom. And then I'm also on Instagram. That's um, D-E-E-N-W-I-K-S-T-R-E-U-M. I had to spell that one a little funny because I have a photography business as well. But I try not to advertise that. I like to keep my business and personal separate. Kat and JJ, do you have any other questions for Dean before we get him out of here? No. no. I was kind of like hiding that. Uh, you've probably heard the episodes about how this girl, Amanda, like saw an old lady ghost in our room. And so the whole episode, I was like, let's not mention it and see if it gets brought up. But oh, see, you see any old ladies in our room? <laughs> no, you know, your house, I was like, I did notice from the beginning, though, like, do you live in an older house? Because I feel like architecturally, like, I don't know if your ceiling is shaped funny, but it looks like well, that. Yeah, but, we have a unique ceiling in this room. But, but really, it's just the townhouse and like a little complex. It's fairly new. Like, I think it's like 10 years old. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, well, you threw me off. We did a live stream of it, and a lot of the people watching it kept seeing that they saw a ghost behind Kat and JJ, but I haven't gone back to watch the actual video of the event yet, so I'm curious to see if we see anything. 
I'm really hoping that there is something um, on the audio because I, I do think I heard something in the beginning. Ugh, every time somebody says that, there ends up being in the... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Super interesting. And I love, I can't wait to follow you more on TikTok because I love this stuff. So thank you so uh, much for coming on. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love the show and I can't wait to listen to every future podcast. Oh, sweet. Oh, okay. Love awesome. that. Thank you so much, Dean. You have a good rest of the night. You too. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, my gosh, guys. That was so crazy seeing that haunted mansion on uh, TikTok that Dean showed us. I still don't know if I could do it, especially not by myself. She's super brave. That's cool. Also, I kind of wish I had a twin. Me too. Doesn't everyone? Yeah, I think that would be so cool. When you have one, then you're like, do I want a twin? You know, I when I was in middle school, there were these twins in my PE class, and we all thought they were telepathic just because, like, like you did not any team sport that they were like on the same team. Like, if you weren't on their team, you were going down. Like, they just were talking to each other and their brains the whole time and planning and strategizing. So, well, what do you guys think about that uh, twin telepathy thing? Because I kind of consider that in the paranormal universe, if you know, we're talking about yeah. psychic energy and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. That's one of those things where I think it's so cool that maybe one of my favorite like topics to think about, you know, people being so connected from the womb through birth that they can actually kind of share experiences and thoughts when they're not around each other. But I mean, do you think that's real or is it just that they've spent so much time together that it's kind of like predictive text at that point, like they just kind of know the other person so well? I don't know, maybe, but they do like live apart, but I guess like all the years that they weren't, but like me and my sisters lived together for a while and I didn't feel that close, but I guess it's different with twins because they do like everything at the same age. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think a lot of it is definitely like predictive text, like you said, but also, you know, there are a lot of stories of people who are like I had a dream that this thing happened to my family member and then the next day it happened and you know things like that where there I don't know there does seem to be something with like people have like some kind of connection unexplainable connection with family or you know the fact that he felt hurt when his brother got hurt I mean that's that's pretty and that's uh, when you hear you know it's like physical pain being experienced to a twin I I, I don't, not sure if it was an unsolved mystery. I did go and watch all the unsolved mystery episodes after you guys uh, plugged it a couple episodes back um, and definitely enjoyed it. There was the first one I watched was in Georgia in Fort South County, which isn't too far from uh, all of us. So that was kind of cool. Well, not cool. I mean, you know, it was interesting to see mm-hmm. one. That's- oh, okay. You know what? I'm about to go on a tangent. So what? I'm- but there is uh, this. Um, I'm going to plug a very skeptical, friendly podcast, NPR's Invisibilia. If you haven't listened to it, um, but there is this really cool episode on there where they're talking about entanglement, and there's like like quantum entanglement, where like one particle, if you like move it one way, then like a particle that it's been entangled with that may be miles away will also move in the same way. But then there were also um, like people like that where you know, they put two people in a room and they'd like pinch one of them and then the other one was like, ow, and like could feel it. Weird. And I don't know if they had to be in the same room. I don't remember. 
but I don't know. Look up that episode of Invisibilia where they talk about entanglement. It's Kat, really- can you pitch JJ and I'll tell you if I feel it or not? Did you feel it? JJ, you have to scream for the bit to work or something. <laughs> it's oh, me making a facial expression is not going <laughs> to. But no. Stop pinching me. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't feel it. Um, yeah, I'll have to check that out. That's interesting. I, I think all of that is pretty cool. I mean, admittedly, I did grow up watching the X-Men cartoon, and that was always something that I thought was so neat, the idea of people having special powers. Uh, I think that's one reason I enjoy this podcast so much. But twins being able to communicate with each other is like, I don't know, there's just something really sweet about that. Um, but what I was going to say is, I think on maybe one of the Unsolved Mysteries or on some show similar to that, I saw one where a twin had been murdered. And the other twin, you know, claimed that they immediately felt, you know, a a wash of pain and sorrow, similar to like what Dean was talking about when his brother was injured. And they, you know, called their family to check on the other person. And they they were supposedly able to help the police find the body of their twin uh, because they had such a strong connection. Uh, But who knows? You know, it's, it's so hard to know in this day and age what's real and what's not. I feel like a lot of things kind of get push to fantasy, but, um, but it's interesting, you know, at least we have the benefit of hearing it firsthand from some of these people, which is pretty cool. So with that said, Real Haunters, thank you guys so much for checking out our live Twitch. It was a lot of fun to do that. And I continue to get the emails and see where you guys are still subscribing and still going to watch it, which is super cool. You can also look forward to hopefully a Patreon starting for us here pretty soon. And I think we will probably do some live content for that as well to kind of hopefully just provide more Real Hauntings content for you guys. Just um, like a, just a, like a live stream of just our room. Yeah. Just so <laughs> when we're at work, you can see if there's a ghost. Also, this is not about Real Hauntings, but if you want to see a really poorly shot video of my cat, you can go to my TikTok, which is Claymation Cat. <laughs> I need to check that out. I haven't seen that yet, um, so I can't wait to see it. I mean, he's I'm his talent manager, so. As, as you should be, for sure. But yeah, so hopefully we're going to bring you guys, continue to bring you fun content. I know we brought you a lot of episodes and stuff in October. Um, November won't be quite as crazy, but we still have some fun things in store. So just thank you guys for supporting us. Thank you for continuing to reach out to us, to watch everything, to rate and review. Again, of course, something you can do that immediately helps us that we always appreciate. Go to iTunes, even if you don't have an iTunes account, even if you don't have an Apple product, you can do it on your PC, you can do it on your Android. Go to iTunes, type in Real Haunting Real Ghost Stories, you'll see the little blue ghost pop up. Leave us a five-star review and uh, you know write whatever kind of, or five-star rating and review. We really appreciate that as it does um, help us tremendously. With that, how do you guys feel after that episode? What, uh, what do you think? You, you're gonna go find a twin? You're gonna move into a haunted mansion? I don't wanna hear any whispers tonight. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm, I'm less skeptical about the, the twin telepathy than I am about the ghost. I, I think with, you know, the kind of hearing things and seeing a, a faint mist, it's all like a little ethereal and a little like, did they hear a ghost or did they just hear a noise? Or is there like another reason for there to be a mist in a, a very old mansion? You know, I think there are some other possible explanations you could have. Well, with that, twin powers activate. I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Kat. And I'm JJ.
Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Mm-mm. Not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often?